0: Hey. hey! All right. Hey. Welcome to Watch Everybody and Talk. Everybody drank.
1: Previously on Watch and Talk.
2: That really surprised and disappointed me that he is a burnt hamburger kind of guy.
1: They perpetuate a pretty ugly stereotype about dental supply salesmen. He
3: went to court in Australia. For the sole purpose of making it legal for him to draw a cartoon penis. But at the same time, I want my manic pixie dream president to stand up for people who are loyal to him. I don't get it.
1: (laughs) Is that a joke? Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Watch and Talk. Oh, hey there. This week. I didn't see you there. Oh my gosh.
2: I saw everyone. Oh, weird.
1: We're watching an episode called Take This Sabbath Day. Take "Take This this Sabbath Sabbath Day.
2: Is it like, take this, you Sabbath day.
1: And there is no previously on in this episode. It is a totally standalone episode. It's the the first one of those, other than the very first episode.
0: It's like on the first day,
1: the Lord said. No, the Sabbath's the last day, right? Yeah. But there's no previous That's day. That's when you read. There's
0: no previous day.
1: This one's a, a very uh, Supreme Court heavy episode. It starts in the Supreme Court and... Basically, they're denying an appeal and they're throwing a bunch of legal jargon around that I did not understand.
3: Assuming arguendo that the district court erred on allowing the jury to consider non statutory factors that were vague, overbroad, or duplicative in violation of the Eighth Amendment, such error was harmless beyond a reasonable doubt. The petition for a writ of certiorari is denied.
1: But the gist of it was the stay of execution has been overruled and that a federal execution will be going forward did did you follow what they were saying
3: yeah so when you appeal something from like a federal court it goes to the circuit court of appeals for that particular region so in this case it's the sixth circuit court of appeals and they render a decision and in a habeas case or an appeal of a criminal uh determination. Let's say there's some urgent time sensitive issue. You go to any Supreme Court justice, right? Any you, of them. You can go to any of them. But there's one that's like always on call. I'd go but to you could, Bader Ginsburg. Te- you could technically find any of them who's willing to talk to you, right? Did they and pass around like a Blackberry? And might. it's like you got
1: the phone this weekend. There's probably
3: like a special like like pigeon coop that they bring to each of their houses mm-hmm. or wherever they're happy to be staying. They're like mm-hmm. Can just, you know, reach send, them. Send a raven. Yeah, they send a raven. <laughs> um, and that particular justice can sign a, a temporary order doing something, stopping something from happening. Usually it's stopping, preserving the status quo until the rest of the court can hear your, your uh, appeal. So then you appeal it to the court, right? But before you can actually have the court hear the merits, they have to decide whether they're even going to grant certiorari. Which is like whether we They'll we're just even, call it cert. They call it cert. Even. They'll that's just call what, it cert. Because lawyers that. like to use cool guy yeah. abbreviations. So just that's say one of them. Cert. I know that. So and, did, uh, did they give cert here? So here or did they did not? not even give cert. No they cert. were like, nope, we Certless. don't even want to hear this shit.
0: Mm-mm. Take your cert and sh- And just when that take happens, it. just what, take it
3: elsewhere. The, the order that was granted by one justice temporarily staying things is gone. And so, because this is what's happening here, is that the order that temporarily stayed the execution of this guy—that was the appeals court gone. order,
0: right? They stayed, sent it up. They said no cert, no more stay. No, no,
3: no. the the, the It looks like the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals d- denied the appeal, meaning the the they trial courts' the previous uh, d- ruling, verdict of execution, was standing. So because so they appealed again, because the the Supreme Court declined to hear it, whatever the original so the So the states. end result
1: of all that is, there are no other legal channels for yep. this other than the president issuing a pardon slash whatever yeah. And the president has a lot of leeway of like, he's still guilty, he spends life in prison, but this is his punishment
3: instead. I don't know. I don't think he can change the punishment, actually. I'm not sure about so that. So he'd have to pardon the guy? So there's two things, right? right? I, I know there's a pardon, and then there's the commuting a sentence, right? What does commuting a sentence mean? I'm not sure if that means you can adjust it. I think that just means you can eliminate the punishment, but the the verdict of guilty is not like expunged.
1: But the guy would he can't just keep the guy in prison. You
3: would have to like free him. Yeah, I don't know if he can I don't think he can do that.
1: Hmm. That makes it even trickier.
3: But that's a good question because I know like with Scooter Libby, George W. Bush didn't pardon him, and that was like a big source of contention between him and Cheney. He's like, You better pardon my guy for doing the right thing, standing up for us. And Bush was like, I can't do it, but I will commute a sentence. Right. There was
1: a nice touch in the scene uh, that there are only eight justices on the court um, because Justice Crouch retired a few a few weeks ago. Um, so they get a little bit of drama out of that, but they uh, are very quick to point out that it was 5-3. So it wasn't like it was a 4-4, four, four, then uh, Mendoza would have made the difference. Um, but it was it was just a nice uh, bit of uh, continuity they between also the previous
2: had stuff. A Ruth Bader Ginsburg lookalike. Yeah, they totally did.
0: <laughs> I saw her,
2: but I didn't recognize anyone else as sort of like an impersonator. I saw a Scalia. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. She, I guess she is the most distinctive looking one.
0: There was a Scalia. He was a real sourpuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: After the the ruling, they sh- they have a quick scene with the lawyers who lost the appeal, like kind of scheming about what their options are and. They're trying to find out somebody they know in the White House, and one of them pipes in.
3: Jerry, who do we know who's got the ear of the president? Nobody. Sam Seaborn. You know Seaborn? I used to beat him up in high school. You're kidding me. No.
1: He knows Sam Seaborn because he used to bully him in high school.
2: So I find that very hard to believe. Like Sam? Sam? He's Sam, so tiny.
1: He's a little but he guy. He just
2: seemed like he would be like...
1: He's so book smart.
0: L-
2: well he's also really cute he would totally be like a cute heartthrob he, he seems like he
0: would have been scrawny though yeah he grew into it you think yeah definitely i don't know i want to think so
2: but rob lowe was a hot young guy
0: that's true that's very true
2: like we all know he was he famous was, as a hot young he was, guy yeah. <laughs> it's not like totally maybe it was like a
0: she's all reasonable. that kind of thing where he was like hot but he didn't know it you can beat up a hot guy yeah
2: what they're like (laughs) yeah
0: they're all about their hair (laughs) um
1: so they they leave it that they're gonna try to call sam um but they don't really uh show that yet and then josh is on the next scene him and donna are together and he's gonna go to a bachelor party he's trying to get out of the office surprisingly he actually does make it to the thing that he's like psyched about going to he's like the first person ever to do that
0: and only in this episode. Right. Everyone sets up a lot of good times. He, he does make his, his stripper night.
1: Yeah, Donna uh, warns him not to drink too much.
3: You have a very sensitive system. I wish you'd stop telling people that. It makes me sound like an idiot.
0: He's clarified that men are still very much interested in naked women. Yep.
2: No, he said that men aren't into that anymore. Not He's, into
0: strippers. But no, we still like naked women a lot. Oh, but they just lot.
2: don't like strippers. He,
1: he not being clear. like in a room
0: with your buddies yeah. looking at strippers. I like that
2: point a lot. Yeah. I was like, I was very impressed that the, this show made that point.
0: Yeah. Um, not true, but it was cool to hear it.
2: Not mm. true that guys don't like going to strip clubs? Yeah.
0: Real talk?
1: Real talk. I have a decision to make coming up of whether I do exactly this or not.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell you while I was
3: gone. But you said you were going to do it, so no, I, you have to do well, it. Well, <laughs> it's a
1: weekend. And I think I that's can just skip the stripper. first night oh. and skip the awkward bit uh-huh. and just be there for like the camping and lighting things on fire part of the boys party. That's
2: yeah, part. <laughs> that's the fun part. That's what I'm The pyromania. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, what do you think you do at a strip club? Well, I will, I will say, while well, I, well, like I was gone, I, I had a stripper. <laughs> when? Yeah. I did a stripper while I was gone. Last week. Last week. How was that? In- that's Is that right, why you
2: got sick?
0: He was really sweaty. Yeah. He was very, very sweaty. Oh, it was
2: a guy sweating. It was a dude.
0: Yeah, he was a dude.
2: I think that's a, like, sort of a different vibe. It was, it was
0: unprofessional. Well, he was, it... was very unprofessional. You know, that's oh actually, what, Wait, what, what does is an unprofessional that mean? stripper? First of all, he didn't show the ding He had, like, four what? different underwears on. And also, <laughs> <laughs> so it
3: was like a little Matresca
0: doll. He had a whole, yeah, <laughs> a whole Shut setup. Up. And also, when asked to by the ladies at the party, He would not dance with sexual style onto me. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I believe it's unto me. Unto me. Sorry. Apologies. And he said he didn't know how to do it. And then the girls were like, this is how you do it. And he's like, uh, i never done it. I don't know how Did to do it. Did you then wow, play, this okay. is how we do it? That's yeah, definitely this is how, yeah.
2: An unprofessional stripper. Totally not Wait, good. I, not he's putting
0: clothes on. But why yeah. do
2: you expect him to show his, as you so eloquently put it, his dingling.
0: I want to say the dong-dong. Was he like, guys, so this, this is gotta, my first day? Well, no, I told my cousin. I told her. And she's like, really? I saw a dude. He was like, helicopter and that shit all over the place. I was like, really? My guy wouldn't even take off the banana hammock. But and she's and, and hers was just whipping it, whipping it around in, in, in There's circles There's different layers of in strippers circles. you can
2: hire, you know. You know, he had
0: all the layers. He just wouldn't take off the no, no, last no. layer.
2: <laughs> There's different like, He was types, a cowboy. He had a cowboy strippers. hat.
0: Like, okay. And he was very like, ve- like No uh, policeman. No hair. No hot cops. No hair. He <laughs> was like did a lot of shaving.
2: Or waxing. He, it I mean his know. career, he waxes. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. that's professional. Yeah, that's yeah. very professional. That part was, that part was good.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> shaved pecs, yeah. pectorals. Really nice. And yeah, um, he definitely
0: worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he lift? I'm probably... I'm prob- yeah, all of the w- women he did, he lifts <laughs> him and do like, do, like twirls. And Would sp- he not lift you? <laughs> he wouldn't touch me. No. My thing <laughs> about strip clubs
2: and strippers is that... You know have a thing
0: about strip clubs and strippers? Yeah, I okay. have an opinion about oh. it.
2: And that I'm not against them in any way. I just... How do you know that everyone who is like dancing there is doing it out of their own free will and not because they're being forced? They
0: could to? be sex slaves. Yeah, they could. Be but cheap. I mean,
3: you know, a lot of us go to work
0: not out of our own free will. Yeah, I'm a sex slave. A job's the a job. Also, what if like you were fucked. made to
2: go to work wearing a thong?
0: Uh, I mean, I wore shorts to work the other it day. It would
2: make your job honest, a little
0: more degrading. Honest to goodness, a I wore shorts uniform. to work. I refuse. I did it. <laughs> I straight up wear shirts to work. Guy I work with but wears but shorts like... and flip flops to work. Oh, no, no. Flip flops? <sighs> I did not do that. That's crazy.
3: I actually just got an email from work that's like, this is the appropriate attire no for casual Fridays.
0: How casual can you get, bro? you want me to tell you? Yeah.
2: Did someone wear like a see-through shirt and ruin yeah. it for everybody? Like,
0: probably, oh, probably some. No long more time mesh. Ago. No more mesh, Jason. And could you stop pulling up the shirt, doing the thing where you you L- stick oh, the you bottom of the shirt it? through yeah. the top and then you pull it? <laughs> could you will you stop that? Because it makes the rest that. of us feel uncomfortable. Because well, like you have such big nipples, and we're, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't show people. Our nipples are small. but Your's wrong. are so big, <laughs> and they peek out. <laughs>
3: This is nudge. I don't even have nipples. It makes Mrs. Lendingham uncomfortable. He doesn't. His nipples
2: <laughs> sort of like blend in with the rest of his skin because he's just a red human being.
3: It's like a darker freckle. <laughs> it's like a
2: darker freckle. <laughs> That's true. So, are you going to go to the strip club?
1: I haven't decided yet. I Dude. think I'm going to try to skip it.
2: Yeah. Ah. Jason, what are you going gonna- go to? I'm going
1: to go I'm going to go to the weekend. I'm yeah. just going to go the next morning.
2: Like that part. I'm going to show up and like be like, fun. "Hey
1: guys, how was it? <laughs>
2: But what if they? What if they're like, oh no, like some people can't come to the strip club. I guess we'll have to do it when everyone's here.
1: That was like actually like a caveat. It was like or Saturday if we have
2: to. Oh my! So what will you do? You're just gonna be like, oh
3: my god, fine. So i'm not gonna read this whole it's thing. like upstate too so oh you like, do
2: not want to go to an upstate strip i know Heard
3: things about
0: that. asking for trouble yeah. but
3: that's why it might be but that's extra the funny, funny. thing
2: it's like if you do go to an upstate strip club jokes on all those other guys who really wanted to go to the strip club because
3: yeah like if that's you like trolling weird. go to the upstate strip club yeah so so i just like that this email i got has all of the appropriate attire in acceptable and mm-hmm. unacceptable mm-hmm. columns. Okay.
0: Right. And Run, for dudes, it down. give us a rundown.
3: The, the number one acceptable item most for both acceptable. men and women? Most acceptable.
0: Corduroys. Corduroy. Mm, that's not well, that, that, that is not yeah. summer false. wear. False. I know, right. Completely false. Was
2: this like dated back for autumnal dressing?
3: Turtlenecks? Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Turtlenecks. No. <laughs> Sweaters. Work boots. For whom is this acceptable? What's
0: a work boot?
3: Casual shoes. That's a pretty broad category. Right? Like
0: Timberlands? Yeah. Like fashion sneakers? Timberlands? Oh,
3: neat sneakers are acceptable. Neat sneakers. Like colored? I, I don't really know. Just
0: ones that the boss might not, consider not, like old old not tennis dirty. sneakers. But oh, like they must clean be ne- clean. Not like cleats. Oh, neat, neat shoes, yeah, bro. Like
3: yeah, you can wear
1: like some Yeezys if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. Neat.
3: Unacceptable are baseball caps, uh, sure. ripped pants with with holes. There but, is a
0: guy... Oh, I shouldn't say. Wait, how, says how about t-shirts?
2: Ripped pants with holes? No
0: t-shirts allowed. Can unacceptable. Can you wear
2: ripped pants without holes?
3: Uh, That is ambiguous. Now, for females, unacceptable, spandex or lycra, stretch clothing. Yoga pants? Fun no right. yoga pants, man. No uh, sweatshirts, but... Strangely
2: Wait, women can't wear sweatshirts? Can't wear sweatshirts. Can men wear sweatshirts?
3: No.
0: But why would
2: they? Sweatshirts are cool now. Yeah. I wear sweatshirts all the time to wear. You know
0: what's also back? Overalls. This um overalls does have allow been overalls. back for a
2: long time and I own like ten pairs.
3: By the way, for a female, acceptable is corduroys is first, of course. <laughs> but the second one is polyester blends. Sure. But that seems like an odd poly blend. <laughs>
2: Just I have a lot really of poly Typical like, polyblend yeah. Cotton Why are they Oh my god You can tell like a guy wrote this He like yeah, doesn't yeah. know What females wear Beyond Guys, corduroy pants
3: Guess what's allowed <laughs> So they're allowed to wear material Guess what's acceptable What mm. Blouses
2: Oh blouses Bla- nice Blouses Ruffled. Blouse? Yeah they're
3: thinking of a ruffled like top Yeah For sure
2: The funny thing is like a blouse could be like completely see through
3: Yeah And sleeveless Yeah And
2: sleeveless and a deep V it could be so many things a blouses is... but also so can cotton and poly blends <laughs> i'm going to warm... see some
1: pretty skanky poly blends <laughs> <before>. <laughs> inappropriate okay back to the show anyway um, <laughs> sam comes up to donna and josh he's got a little uh task for josh it is to talk to joey lucas who is the campaign manager for o'dwyer in the california 46th people are calling they want to know what's going on who's his people a campaign manager guy named joey lucas never heard of him Me neither what's he like i didn't speak with him i spoke she with has his a assistant. problem oh he he has a problem we don't know yet yeah everybody Spoilers. seems that joey's a man it's yeah, it's something he's got to talk to this person. Sam is going to be gone because he's going to be sailing. Which, of course, Sam is a sailor. Yeah.
0: yeah also, right. he's got foul weather gear. He says. Yep. In setting up a very important plot point. There's an extra he's, bit of clothes he, in the he office. Shouts just just so you know, just so you know, I got foul weather gear. Josh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and later, that will come into play.
1: Josh reminds him to stay in the boat this time, which implies that previously he did not stay in the boat. He fell out. One time I fell out of a whitewater raft thing in the Colorado River when I was like 10. Nice. (laughs) Drifted down the
3: river a little while.
2: I fell out of a boat when we went whitewater rafting in uh, Tennessee, you remember? I do remember. I couldn't get back in.
0: I have a long history of being hurt on rivers. Almost exclusively remained in the boat. You
2: were you in my boat? Almost
0: always, I've stayed in the boat. Like five people had to <laughs> pull me back. Almost always, down. pretty much one hundred percent of the time, I have stayed on that boat, baby.
2: I can see you being the person who pushes people out of the boat.
0: No, I don't do that. Really? I don't prank. I don't know. I don't do pranks.
2: You can't prank on the white you won't water. You will find me pranking. It's too dangerous.
3: Mm-mm. That's because we grew up with a certain someone who, when pranked, would seek. Yeah, you kick it up like the ultimate retribution, a tenfold. Fold. Yeah. A
1: billion fold. Yeah. Sam is making a huge deal. I'm going sailing this weekend. Nothing's stopping me. I'm turning off my beeper. I'm turning off my iMessage. I'm turning off my cell phone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: definitely going. He actually like starts to ignore a phone call, which we later learn is from Bobby Zane. And uh, he triumphantly comes back into the room and answers it.
0: Yeah. It's like I cannot down a phone call. Well, what happens is it, it kicks right into the intro and it's like, da, America, we always answer the phone when you need us because we're here on the weekend. It's like sets up this tension because, like, America's like really into vacations, but also, like, when push comes to shove, we'll try to keep you alive Pick and up then that ultimately phone. fail. So, I uh, spoiler
2: that was an amazing song, by yeah, the
0: way. I loved it. I actually did, I sang it. This, like, this is a recreation when I was watching it because it like, kicks in and it's like so inspiring and you're just like, America! And I did that so and the roommates like <laughs> were looking at me. Oh,
2: your roommates were with you. I was kind of hoping you kitchen. were alone.
0: They were in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> so Josh has to take this meeting for Sam in the morning uh, but um and Donna is kind of pouty about it. She doesn't want to come in to support Josh and then he says he'll buy her some shoes over it, which is... like stereotypical yeah um shopping this reminds me
2: of that time when like leo gave margaret a picture of a baby and was like shut up woman here's (laughs) a picture of the baby (laughs) it's like the same thing
1: but uh i get that's actually pretty good overtime pay i think if you assume you got a nice pair of shoes
2: i mean i wouldn't be opposed to it yeah donna
3: was into it yeah yeah like really into it like so into it
2: did she get to choose the shoes though? Because no. if Josh gets to choose them, that's a really bad deal. I assume
1: he does They're gonna go on a shopping date afterwards. She's gonna get some neat shoes. Oh, she got that got would be such a cute
2: shoes. like. Yeah, they didn't show that scene. scene. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they show after that's so. Then they go to the credits. After that, they show Sam and the lawyer Bobby. They fill in some details of the case. The guy like killed a couple drug kingpins it's like a it sounds like a lot of breaking bad kind Mm -hmm. of a little bit it's like he worked his way up the drug chain and killed off a bunch of guys in the process and then bobby totally bullies sam
3: you are going to go to the president you're going to tell him he can't run from this one he's got to consider my client you're going to tell him that
1: sam finally stands up for himself
3: I don't talk to the president that way, Bobby. Nobody
1: talks to the president that way. And i got to tell you, not that many people talk to me that way anymore. Assuming that this has been like hanging over his head since he was in high school, he finally stands up for himself. He says, no, I, nobody talks to me like that. And he yeah, socks him in the face. Give me a
0: swirly. <laughs> yeah.
2: A swirly. Yeah. Aww.
1: But no he more. does finally agree. that He's like, I'll talk to Toby about it. And then Toby will talk to the president. Um, and then the guy ends up, actually bullying him into giving away toby's location of where he's going to be in the morning and toby's going to be at temple this guy wants to know which temple so he can presumably go ambush him there after that there's a sam and leo scene sam is totally on board with the pardon train now he tries to convince leo of it leo is worried about the politics of it because pardons i guess for convicted drug kingpins aren't necessarily the most popular thing in it's the world. It's a bad
3: look. Yeah. Plus, if the only reason is because they don't like capital punishment,
0: capital punishment is very popular.
1: Yeah, they make a big deal out. It's like 70-something percent of
0: people support it. That's like his... It seems to be the president's only reason to kill this person. Yeah. Which I feel like falls sh- short of like a strong moral compass. Sure.
2: So I think the weirdest thing about this episode is that this president who like you know is kind of a religious guy but very like thoughtful about everything seems to have never really thought that hard about this like about capital punishment and whether or not he has a really strong position on it or not
1: he does seek a lot of counsel for it
2: right i just think that's really bizarre like i mean that's that's what the whole episode is
1: yeah i i wonder if maybe he thought he wouldn't have to make the call ever cuz they, they um in a future scene they talk about the history of the death penalty and it was like the first case since 1963 or something like that 67 yeah which is actually like a yeah, real you idiot <laughs> it's actually that's actually the lines up with actual history too so i wonder if he's like oh they haven't this hasn't been a thing for 40 years 10 presidential terms but i'm not going to have to deal with this either
2: you would think that he would have a strong opinion like personal opinion about yeah. it you know cuz 71% of the people in the country apparently do i don't know so. i
0: think he does have I- i don't know i think everybody in the white house is against it i think he himself is also against it makes clear to point out at a certain point that he's more than just an individual here he's the office of the president of the united states of america and he i guess he thinks he has to represent his constituents 71 percent of according to a harris poll think that killing people is cool so he does it
1: and he's like sworn to uphold the laws That the office is supposed to enforce
0: and he's given many outs though Uh, he's given many outs i I really actually this is my i will say i'm going to cut a little ahead now i know we usually talk later this is my favorite episode so far it's the best episode i think it's the platonic ideal of the west wing it's perfect because not only is it super idealistic but it's like it's so accurate nobody wants this to happen like they're all kind of like morally tortured that this is going to happen they they just do nothing and then, they just can't do anything and then they like paralysis catches up with them and then like the guy dies and they're like well that's just government
1: yeah so back in the sam and leo scene they kind of hint at why the episode is called what it is why monday morning what do you mean the court denied the appeal why
0: isn't he being executed at midnight tonight we don't execute people between sundown friday and sundown sunday why hard as it is to believe you're kidding me no we don't execute people on the Sabbath.
2: Yeah, I thought that was such an interesting point, though. And I loved Leo's reaction to it. He was just as, like, shocked as I think everyone would be learning that information. It's so—it makes no sense.
3: Well, the what's weird about that is, like—and weird about this episode is, I think you're right, Brayden, that they never— This isn't a typical West Wing episode like the ones we've encountered so far where they always have someone give like the counterpoint to the issue. They very easily could have, and I guess they kind of have Charlie, which we'll talk about later, give sort of the emotional foundation for retribution that animates the uh, death penalty. But the death penalty and the idea of retribution comes from the major religions. Right. And yet this episode depicts...
1: Well, they... Seeking Toby, solace. Toby brings that up in the chat later with his rabbi, too.
3: Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, it, it kind of glosses over it a bit, too, because it's like when you... At least when you... When I studied criminal law in law school, they kind of talk about how that we really don't have, like, consistent theories for punishment in criminal law. And it's sort of like this combination of revenge, of retribution, of um, rehabilitation, which obviously is totally incompatible with with the death penalty um and of deterrence right but all the studies on deterrence don't show a deterring effect from the death penalty as we talk about that later. in the episode 2 um, there's obviously no rehabilitative benefit and so almost all of it comes from this eye for an eye you know old timey religion retributive goal and it's weird that the episode depicts the The influence of religion as merciful, when I think ultimately the death penalty and the popularity of it comes from an from a traditional religious background. There is a a quick uh,
1: I'm I'm dubbing the thing where the scene ends and then Leo still has like one more thing to say went into an empty room as the Leo cutaway corner (laughs) and there's another edition of this this week. And as Sam leaves the room, Leo says, damn it. <laughs> really forcefully. They show Sam walking out of the office. He has his, he has his bag. He' going to leave. He's ready to go. He's going
0: on his trip. <laughs>
1: There's a computer screen and it says, authorization code required. Internet multi-view distribution. Parentheses. See attached translation.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is what the security computer says. Sam is like about to sign out of the the White House, which I guess means he can't come back in. And then Would you write um, your
2: name on that paper. <laughs> you are not son. coming back.
1: <laughs> and then he turns around. So we learned in the previous scene with Leo that he's actually having a race, which means that he's presumably part of a team. So he's like abandoning his race team for the for some drug dealer.
0: Yeah. He finds a big old law book. Yeah, it's but, and he not for that, gets it's for to a read law. Well, yeah. I,
1: I, I thought that it was maybe a dictionary and he was looking up murder. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Let's start from the basics. Well, it I might like, actually be organized like that.
2: <laughs> I like that he, there were only four books on his shelf and he was like looking for the right one. This is the one. And presumably the constitution or the dictionary, but it's like, you well, know, You
3: always organize your law books from like easiest to hardest. Where does the this is a really hard issue.
2: fall on that?
3: It's the hardest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then it's uh, overnight, and then the next morning it's Donna coming into Josh's office, and Josh is like passed out on the floor, and he's totally turned.
0: Basically, <laughs> there's <laughs> no other way to so put it. Turned. That's yeah. the only way. Specifically,
1: um, he has some like frilly thing around his neck. Um, I called it a stripper part. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a garter it's okay. some sort of garter yeah a fringy um, garter he, he came away with a garter josh's uh air quote suit smells and he says it's from champagne
0: people were pouring champagne over each other yeah. champagne
1: doesn't smell that bad for one thing and mm-hmm. it doesn't like go bad that quickly no so josh puked on himself right
2: oh I,
0: yeah no he just smells like booze i mean he everybody smells everybody like stank booze
1: everybody is like holding their nose as he even gets no, near them
0: donna's facial work in this scene is really really good i think everyone like the viewer really smells <laughs> josh
2: it's also possible based on what sounds like the night he had that someone else puked on him right but what sure. did you think
0: about donna's facial work
2: Excellent. Right. Don, th- I love no, we, this we whole got it. scene with them. And then I also think that maybe hungover slash possibly still drunk Josh is my favorite Josh. Yeah, he's really good.
1: Right
0: way. Way. So is, funny. is it facial work or is it just acting? No, we call it facial work now. In the oh, I'm a facial worker. But yeah. when you say acting, yeah. you have to say acting. Acting. Mm-hmm. So Donna,
1: has, Donna knows Josh has this meeting in what an hour or something like that, and she's gonna go find new clothes, And we know about some new clothes. This is like a very like video game fetch questy thing. It's like, <laughs> "Go find the clothes to put on the character. Um, Chekhov's foul weather gear <laughs> After that, they show uh, tarmac with uh, Air Force One on it. I think it might be the first Air Force One on the show. Right. Um, what is it? I think it is. CJ is wow. in a mood. CJ did not like the plane ride with the president, She's even though it sounds delightful. I would love to look at some fjords from oh a plane. Oh my god! I love looking out of planes. Are you, windows, are you guys window? window seat? Yeah. People? No, I'm an aisle man. I'm a window. I'm an aisle man. I
2: think Jason yeah. is maybe in. Like well he sounds a- like he'd be a,
1: a middle seat he's man. He's an
2: aisle
3: man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I prefer actually, to have my, my head by the window and my legs in the aisle.
2: Yeah, he's like I'm a
3: whole row man.
2: Emotionally <laughs> a window seat man but physically an aisle man. In my
1: head I'm a window <laughs> man. In my heart I'm a... I have no choice. In my to bladder all.
0: I'm an yeah. aisle man. Because if you're an aisle man... If you're in the aisle, you got that leg comfort, but if you're in the window, you definitely get to take photos and make sure that the person in the aisle doesn't get to take photos I'm all because about the, you're the one that didn't get to sit in the aisle. So. I'm all
1: about the place to lean your head on. Yes. From the window seat.
2: That's, mm-hmm. That's why I Whatever I got a neck alone, pillow. I booked the window.
0: Did you ever get a neck pillow? I now own they charge one. you. Now they charge no, you for I the seat. I own seats. my
2: own neck pillow
0: right because they charge you for the seats now so if you try to book that window well, I tell it's, it's more, more expensive mm-hmm. you're gonna pay oh Wait, yeah a
2: window is more expensive everything
0: now if you if you want what any specific, the on? cheapest one, if you want any specific seat, you have to pay extra or you just go for free and they'll put I, your you your wear like yeah. I was on a know. plane
3: last month where they like, we were like, we got to the destination, but we hadn't started landing yet. And they came around. They're like, all right, it's going to be 20 bucks per person for you if you want this place to land.
0: <laughs> I was on a, I was a plane. A I did like a, ow, I hurt my back. And then the lady came by and she brought me cookie chips.
2: Oh, I fly on an airline where you can have like unlimited snacks. Oh,
0: wow. You get cookie chips for free? Yeah. You don't even f- have a back injury? I
2: don't even have a back injury. Wow. And also, cookie so chips? Really? Because these were I... not, because
0: they handed out like pretzels. This was like the higher tier. This was like a thing. This was like I'm the, the first Blue, class. You whoa, get whoa, to whoa, 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 whoa. This was like a first class snack. Okay. It was like in a special bag. Like, I don't think the rest of the coach got this snack option. She brought it to me. She knew I was in pain. Okay. So, so does this, air, special, does Air Force
3: One have the cookie Like chips? flight attendance? Yes. It does.
1: Yeah, I think it's full Are they, it's fully are they in the
3: Air Force? They might,
1: yeah, they're probably like Navy be. stewards or something. What about Air Force, though? No. Air Force One is probably Air Force It's probably directed. the Air Force. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> But
3: they're like, they're like, no. No, it's definitely the Navy. Navy. got <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, They might, I mean. I
1: don't know. Charlie pops his head into the scene. He doesn't get to say much. Charlie. But he's, Charlie. He, he shows up at he's least there. on like last week. I know. They cut back to Josh and Donna.
2: Put this on. It's Sam's
0: felt weather gear. <sighs> I'm
2: going to look like the Gordon's fisherman in this thing.
1: Which I had like almost written down that he's going to look like a fisherman. And then Josh said it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I told you remember. the overalls are back.
1: The suit's going to get cleaned. And Zuzu's going to do it. <laughs> which is definitely the best name of the week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Zuzu's going to clean it up in half an did hour. Did
2: anyone watch this with subtitles? You I know? did. How is that spelled?
1: Z-U-Z-U. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. We watched it with subtitles.
2: I was not reading them. But
1: then Josh makes Zuzu's job much harder when he starts (laughs) to drink some coffee and then he spits it up on himself. (laughs) He's not wearing the suit at that point.
0: No, he had it on. He has the shirt on. One of many sight gags in this episode, he takes a sip... And as he's like spilling it back onto his chest, she's like, oh, but it's from last night. It might be a little cold. I guess that's a typical response to cold coffee. That's just definitely like bit it out Blood onto of your the body. Best this is not good either. enough for me. That was like a dribble take. A dribble
1: take, yeah. It was like a black.
2: Yeah, it just like spilled out of his mouth. It was so funny.
1: After that, they cut to Toby in Temple. The uh, the rabbi is uh, Richie Aprile, Richie Aprile from The Sopranos. He's one of the mob bosses from mm-hmm. The Sopranos.
3: Mm-hmm. He's also the dad in uh, Vinyl.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's Jewish. I really don't think he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's Italian. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, same thing.
2: Italian Jewish. Um, wrong. He,
1: yeah, he's a guy who has. <laughs> I, I okay, don't that's... know what his character is in Vinyl, but and basically, if you look at his IMDb and every single thing he's ever been, and he's been a mob character yeah.
3: and they're like six one this is our rabbi <laughs> he i mean he does a convincing it, rabbi it's
1: clever i think he's good in it it's just uh, they go against type in an interesting way I, I think it's good on them toby's beeper goes off so they're back on the beeper train apparently
0: yeah two two beeper references in one episode yeah
1: it's it's sam um both of them well he calls him back on his cell phone i don't know why you would have a cell phone and a beeper but Sam also had the same dilemma. and was like, "Well, I take my cell phone and my beeper." Or both. Yeah, but like
0: the plans were more expensive. Are they, it was a pre-text messaging, pre-text. maybe. Yeah, that that came later. Um, with Sam T nine keyboard.
1: Oh, it took forever. Yeah. You couldn't even type on a beeper Mm-mm. though. Mm-mm. Sam knows what the. You could type.
2: Oh, wait, no. You could type when you're leaving a message on a beaver. Like, yeah,
0: that's how it works. Yeah, like... That's num- how beepers work.
2: But like numbers, like you spell boobs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that all the time.
1: Sam knows what the hey, for sermon is about. He's like, is your is it about capital punishment? And Toby's a little spooked by it. He, it's kind of weird, actually. I would be a little stranged out by that, right? Toby's very spooked. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, get back to the White House. I'll tell you then. And then um, there's a good little little gag about knocking over a bunch of chairs.
0: (laughs) Another, yeah, classic sight gag.
1: And I think it actually is good because it sets up, it's such a serious scene. There's like a sermon going on and there's like a little bit of humor from getting the page and being awkward. But then they have this like pretty funny thing and set up of a really funny thing that happens in the next scene where they smash cut to Josh getting woken up on his desk.
0: Are you the unmitigated jackass who has the DNC choking off funding for the O'Dwyer campaign in the California 46th?
3: What in God's name is happening right now?
1: By two people yelling at him. And one of them is making like hand motions and Josh is super confused and the camera work is kind of like first person panning between them. We find out it's Joey Lucas and it's a deaf woman. It's Mary Matlin, right? It's Marley Ma- Matlin. Marley Matlin. And there's a, it's a funny bit about Josh not understanding what he's like looking at. <laughs> um,
2: It's her like interpreter.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of like, uh you know, sign language and then getting yelled at from one person but other the other person's obviously the one like kind of conducting the conversation um they make a joke kind of about they make humor out of josh being too drunk to understand that which seemed weird in correlation to last week's episode where they had this big serious alcoholism episode (laughs) and they're like look at how funny it is to be drunk now
2: (laughs) that's true But then, too soon,
1: they finally like figure out what's going on with each other, and they have their meeting. She is upset that the White House is cut, or the DNC specifically, but at Josh's ordering, is cutting funding for the candidate that she's a campaign manager for. Josh still smells. Last <laughs> note, uh, she like holds her nose, um, but Josh has already got the suit cleaned, so he still smells. So I don't. But she
0: probably has super smelling. No, no, he oh, does. Right.
3: Does he get the suit yet? <laughs> I oh he's he, not in the suit right yeah because then donna saves him so whatever. right 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 <laughs> at the end of
1: the scene when he's like kind of like hold on i'm gonna go change so we can finish our meeting he he sort of insults her deafness by being like i will be yeah. back
2: yeah he's like yelling as if that will make a difference
1: <laughs> right and then as uh josh is kind of like going into the bathroom to change he says
3: make sure they're gonna be okay in there this might take a few minutes
1: I think he's going to take a big old shit, right?
0: No, no. He has to go, he has to go talk <laughs> to Toby and the rest of them. It's going to
3: be a while. It looks like he's about to puke. Oh, maybe. He's like, oh,
1: just give me a few minutes. Yeah, so Sam wants to talk to him, too. Then maybe that's what they meant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like your interpretation more. I, mean, right?
0: way, I do, too. Either way.
1: Um, Toby starts the scene mostly just mad at Sam, even though they're uh, ostensibly talking about how to, like, Handle this death penalty thing. They have kind of a roundtable, kind of arguing the merits of the pardon. Uh, some history on the death penalty. They talk about the the like last time they used it. There is one case in particular that's happened in real life. So that's that's that they give. Like the last case was in what sixty
3: seven? You said. Well, from from sixty seven to seventy seven, there were no executions in the entire country.
1: Right, and there were no federal ones until two thousand and one until timothy mcveigh uh the oklahoma city bomber Uh, but the case that this one isn't specifically referenced to happened the execution happened just over a week later after the timothy mcveigh thing so it was the second one in 40 years and it was only a week later it was this guy juan raul garza and he was a high up drug guy convicted of killing two other drug kingpins It like it's exactly this case every single bit that they talk about is identical like even down to like where he got executed like the Terre Haute Indiana facility or something like that um it's it's really eerily specific you said 2002 he was executed in 2001 but the case would have worked its way through the Clinton administration yeah because they usually that stuff's so stretched out time-wise I guess they probably compressed the time frame a little it wasn't like over a weekend that they had to decide
3: this, this episode I guess is written in early 2001 right but
1: that case would have already been yeah Decided on the lower core for sure Toby ends the scene He's very upset about Sam having given his Personal info like where he goes to the temple And stuff away I thought Sam did a relatively admirable job Of not trying to like cover it
0: How did he know where I was going to be? I told him You told him
3: Yeah
0: Sam what are you doing giving out that kind of information? I know I don't know right at that moment it seemed like what I should do
1: So good on Sam for that Yeah yeah, the next scene is Leo and the president they are having a meeting that they seem like they were going to have in the car on the way back from the airport but they're back in the residence the president's like gearing up in some work sweats he's putting his Notre Dame sweater on he um, seems
0: very sedate
1: sedated yeah well he was just in Switzerland maybe got one of those
0: massages mm-hmm. yeah I've been there
3: by the way
2: wait the... what kind of massages Swiss they have yeah Swiss, Swiss massage deep tissue oh, oh.
3: The president's weekend (laughs) attire is not appropriate for my office. (laughs) No sweats.
2: (laughs) That's true. He's wearing a sweatshirt.
1: And another um, first on the West Wing. This is the first time we see the president put on a belt.
0: (laughs) Very important. (laughs) But not the last. Hard to hear, folks.
1: Um, Charlie comes into the scene after that. Uh, The president says, get me a priest, a specific one. And then also, get me the Pope while you're at it. I want to talk to him. Charlie says, sure. And then he... The president asked Charlie what he thinks about the death penalty, and this kind of starts the the president's going to check in with every single character and see what they think about it. Um, Charlie is super into the death penalty. He wants to...
3: (laughs) What happened to the guy who shot your mother?
0: They haven't found him yet, sir. If they did, would you want to see him executed? I wouldn't want to see him executed, Mr. President. I'd want to do it myself. The I don't pres- know if that means he's super into the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to kill the guy who killed his mother, though.
1: The president looks <laughs> genuinely freaked out. For a second, he has like terror in his eyes when Charlie is so like adamant about it.
2: Because at first, Charlie sort of throws him off, and he's like, "No, I wouldn't want him killed." And the president's like, "Of course you wouldn't. You're Uh, such a great guy. What a good answer." And then he's like, "I'll kill him myself." And then he goes with the slashy finger across his neck. He
0: didn't do that. He
2: He didn't do that. But like, I was a little taken aback too because I forgot.
1: Yeah, I mean. Understandable. Like, uh, didn't Dukakis get into like a huge thing in a debate where that somebody asked him like, if your wife and children were yeah. murdered and raped, would you want them dead? And he gave the, no, I, I don't believe in the death penalty. And everybody's like, what a, like, what a lady.
0: What a p word. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> what a lady.
0: I didn't want to say the p word.
2: <laughs> what a pussy.
0: We just say p word now. Thank you. Oh, do Yeah, we? that's the thing we say. I thought the Charlie question was interesting because it seems like the president is looking for a reason to be against capital punishment. He asked Charlie. Charlie's like, yeah, I want to kill a bitch. Um, Which I think is like, yeah, like we want like we want to kill people who wronged us. That doesn't make it right. Like it was such an emotional response. Like, yeah, he like it's just vengeance. It's pure vengeance. There's no other reason to do it
2: against it. Well, what's, what's interesting is answer. that's
3: that's actually what a lot of the a lot, a lot of the polling when it gets more detailed is like I want to like I want to be able to kill the person that hurts the people I care about but that's not what capital punishment gives you.
0: Yeah. And guess what guys I want to do a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. I don't get to.
3: Right. But what I mean is but
0: maybe you don't even get to pull the switch.
3: Hypothetically theoretically capital people endorse capital punishment because it they think it would feel good enough to like bear witness to the state executing and getting the vengeance that you would personally want to have. But it, most people say, no, it doesn't. Like it, does, you, it doesn't feel satisfying to watch someone else do it.
0: Which is why I think there's really no good reason for the president not to act. He asks everyone, pretty much everyone he trusts tells him, this is a bad thing and, well, and you should prevent it in one way or another. This this and episode Because he he's a politician.
3: Well, that's this episode raises uh, maybe the most fundamental question about what it means to be a leader, which is on the one hand And then we, on the other If we were in a direct democracy like Switzerland, where they literally almost every issue gets voted on by the public as a referendum, right? Versus a representative democracy where the, impl- the implication is I'm living my daily life. I don't have enough time to focus on the complexity of a particular issue. So I'm going to elect a bunch of people who have the time, have the full-time job of figuring all this crap out. And then they'll make a decision, right? That implication is that they may know better than I do. And that my snap judgment when asked in a poll what I would do in a certain situation is less informed than the person I chose to do all the research for me and think hard about it and ask all the right questions. And maybe their decision would ultimately be different than mine. We should trust that our leaders, when they do things that are on the surface unpopular are doing them for, because they spent all of that time we asked them to spend doing the research and getting into the details. So it's weird that even this, you know, manic pixie dream president ends up not leading on this issue and saying, listen, I know that this is a, from polling is not a popular position, but I've spent all of this time considering this and here's why I've decided to break with public opinion. And I ask everyone to maybe be more considered and sort of think about these things that I've thought hard about and, and researched and, and have a more nuanced position on this issue. They
2: also... like the in a previous episode I think about the budget surplus Josh makes the same point where he's like we're not just giving this money back to everyone because we're trying to do something good with it that will like help everybody so that that is kind of the stance that they're supposed to be taking on everything how is this any different yeah
3: and and if it's if it's the job of a politician to just do whatever the polls say what's
0: the point of even having a representative and look 70% of americans vote in the American Idol finalists. I mean, this is, Americans think all sorts of silly things. It's not a way to run a country.
2: We should run the country on BuzzFeed quizzes.
0: Yeah. Which, what kind of uh, uh, Disney princess are you? <laughs> I'm Ariel.
2: Do you know that for a fact?
0: I told you that just now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just make that up. Yeah, I took the test. And I just pulled that out of my butt. Yeah. I'm. I know that <laughs> for a fact. <laughs> the next scene
1: is josh and joey and her translator kenny they they go on a little more about the specifics josh kind of explains himself in that they like the kind of wackadoodle guy that's currently in office because they can raise money against him. and then tempers flare joey says she wants to talk to the president about it uh josh says no way that's never gonna happen and then guess
0: what technically he refers to her as lunatic lady (laughs) right
1: Uh, and then the president suddenly pops in uh, and he's like, hey, what's up?
3: I heard an argument and I wanted to participate. Yeah. And hey, then he uh, says, "He says, who's your friends? I'm
0: cool sweats <laughs> Just chilling out on lots of sedatives.
1: And then he invites uh, Joey and the whole gang on a walk. So see the White House. And a talk. Yeah, walk and a talk. Uh, CJ and Carol walk through for like a second. <laughs> but i don't th- no particular reason i think it's just to, like get carol on screen to get her day rate in or something carol's still around hmm. the president's kind of interviewing joey like it's almost like it's a first date or a job interview or something like that he like gets her education history finds out where she's from but he keeps Sp-
2: guessing where she's from and like what or the origin of her name and stuff, and is getting it wrong.
1: Right, it's Dutch. Yeah. Uh, and then specifically, he finds out that she's a Quaker, which sort of comes into play later in a weird way. He gets her take on it. She says, "No, don't execute people. They throw some like
0: philosopher names at each other." St. Augustine, Emmanuel Kant, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, well. Did you, did read you ever read these old white Christian guys? She's how about like, how about that other white Christian guy? You read him? Yeah. No, nope. but that was old. didn't think so. She's like, basic, like <laughs> throughout the episode, people are like, yeah, well, what about this shit? And then people are like, that's some old shit. The the
1: president. Um, but,
0: but do they though?
3: Yeah, this happens yeah. three times. No, 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 but I mean, is they don't say, nah, that's some old shit. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. No,
0: no, no. No, no. Joe is like the death penalty is a categorical imperative, but Mr. President. Those writings are from other centuries.
1: Yeah, the rabbi argument's similar. Uh, I think yeah. even the first scene with Sam and Bill, uh, Bobby is like I said, Billy Zane. <laughs> uh, the uh, Sam and Bobby, it's like, oh, Justice Blackman was pro, and then it's like, oh, he changed his mind, and yeah, you know, that's some, yeah, I guess. old shit.
3: I guess there is sort of a tension between like listening to old sources of wisdom and disregarding them.
0: Oh, we're gonna come back to that word wisdom later. Yeah. You're gonna really like this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't
1: wait. After their so philosophy argument, the president gives like the subtlest of head nods to Josh, and Josh knows that's the signal of these people are done right now. Uh, and Josh tries to escort them out. Joey kind of steps in for her her particular issue that she's actually in the White House for, and the president surprisingly knows like almost like everything about the situation. He's very involved in the day to day of congressional races. It seems like. And then he kicks her out of the office. But I thought that was a good scene to show how, like, competent he is. He's not just, like, an empty suit.
0: It seems like he doesn't know. He's like, oh, yeah, your guy sucks.
1: Right. He knew, like, based off of one name, he knew, like, what district it was, who the competitor was, the funding, all that kind of stuff.
3: But that's not really a good way of resolving that issue. Like, it's pretty messed up that the Democratic Party would purposefully lose an election they could win and allow someone horrible to stay in office just he because. apologizes this later. Well,
1: the president, that's the way that Josh framed it. The president actually says, I don't like your candidate. The devil I know is better than the devil. I don't.
0: Yeah. I'm a stick with convinced. My devil. Well,
1: he, I, I like the phrase that he says. He's like, I don't like people who run for Congress because they think it's a good gig.
3: <laughs> I thought that was a good line
1: but uh, i i at least he did flesh out the reasoning a little more he didn't just give her the pat answer
3: but the you know the guy that they're allowing to stay in office what was the laundry list of stuff that joey lucas reads off like hey it's gay it's he's like, horrible
0: but jason though i think this whole episode's like yeah politics Trump's you can't really do what you want to do and whereas i think a lot of them are like we can do it baby yeah it's true. He's like yo shit sucks yo what was it that Sam
3: says sometimes on, su- on some of this stuff, I feel like we're nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, he says that later. I wanted to ask you
1: about that, but we're not there yet. They go back to Toby's temple. He is having kind of a one-on-one with the rabbi, and he's particularly concerned about, like, why did you cha- tailor the sermon? Is that sermon? Is that the real word? Yep. Okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Why did you tailor the message of, of the... It's
2: a sermon. Mm. That's what it's called. I'm
0: sure they have their own word.
2: That is their own word.
0: That ain't their own word. That's a Christian word. Sermon Sermon on the Mount. Um, Sermon. Yeah, a Christian word.
2: That's what they said at my temple growing
3: up. Jews for Jesus. I'm sure there's some Hebrew word.
1: (laughs) Um, The rabbi gives the kind of religious argument around why they shouldn't execute this guy. Um, He gives a shout out to Catholicism for being unimpeachable on the issue of life. And then um, there's a thing going on in the background where the singer uh for the choir is like practicing a song to kind of set the emotional mood and toby calls him out on that
0: you know what i think i think you knew i was coming back here and i think you put her there on purpose she's our communications director
2: (laughs) yeah well anyway shalom toby shalom Rabbi.
0: that's the
1: canter that ain't no choir canter is that the right word Mm -hmm. it's still is it one person specifically okay i like that toby like he was very suspect and kind of i think he was feeling like put upon a little bit and then when he made that joke about the communications director he like totally broke the tension it's a good good scene by richard schiff after that there's cj and mandy they get to have their little monologues on what they think about the death penalty both of them are like pretty meh on it they don't have a
0: strong feeling either way one way or the other well cj starts this scene by saying explicitly that she doesn't care but it's clear by the end of the scene that she really does that she actually doesn't want this to happen i mean she she I, like I puts they, on a good face and says like she doesn't care but i think you could tell by how emotional she is like she really doesn't want to be involved with the murder yeah of, she doesn't want to person. be
1: involved in it but i don't think she cares about it as a high level thing that the government does necessarily well, as, a, as a
0: moral concept She thinks this guy's a killer. He deserves it. But her involvement somehow is somehow distasteful to her. Yeah,
1: she doesn't like that she's going to be the person to deliver the news to the president.
0: Which I I think at heart says, like, there's something wrong here.
2: Yeah, and also after last week, CJ was, like, very emotionally invested in what was going on in that episode, too. I feel like they're kind of pulling back on her being so invested this time. Right, it's it's weird that she doesn't have the
1: progressively liberal. Yeah position here
2: you would think out of everyone she would have a really strong opinion yeah
1: i think her and mandy of all the people in the white house except for charlie have the the most pro death penalty position and even being neutral about it mandy
2: does not surprise me
1: well
3: no but that is surprising because mandy has been the one who's like y'all are being too you know political and pragmatic and aren't fighting for what's right no. That's been her critique of but then the White when it
2: House. But she also goes back on that all the time when she's like, this is going to look good or this is going to look That's bad. That's true, yeah. Mandy would definitely side with the poll over anything else.
1: After that, Toby talks to the president in the Oval Office. He takes his uh, advice from his rabbi to heart and then basically repeats the same arguments back to him. I did not understand the historical argument he gave. Well, he's saying... About the Talmud? Yeah. Would, the tal- the, 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 they it was like a bunch of like priests that ruled. Yeah, the Talmud yeah. is
0: like, like basically the history of the rabbis arguing how to interpret the the Bible. And as, they went anti death penalty early on. What he's saying is like, even if the Torah does not specifically prohibit the death penalty, they were not comfortable with it, and they interpreted it in ways so that they wouldn't have to go through with it.
1: Yeah, and then Leo comes in, um, the president says the thing about how toby went to shul
0: which i think is just a devastating zing yeah i mean this is like oh this dude tried to get all smart and shit (laughs) and then toby's like thanks for
1: hearing me out and he leaves and then the president and leo have this slightly odd conversation about how the next guy is gonna have eighth amendment issues up the ass or something like that
0: yeah, I looked that up.
1: Yeah. Um that's the that's the uh that's part of the unusual right. cruel and unusual punishment thing. Which is, is the it... grounds
3: they used to outlaw the uh death penalty in sixty and What they they years. said they said here's the thing, right? Like one state will impose a death penalty on like a guy who committed murder because the jury says, you know, death penalty, but then, like, another state won't, or the same state, a same guy will commit the same murder, but he's white, and then, like, some other guy's black. So
1: is it the common interpretation that unpredictability yeah. is a cruel and unusual so, punishment? So
3: in the past, the court has said that it has to be both cruel and unusual. And so Scalia used to be like, listen, guys, doesn't matter whether it's... Cru- like, the cruelty part comes from the... uh like whether it's imposed sort of arbitrarily that it's not, it's cruel to have a sentence be sort of, you know, not based on any objective criteria and consistent application, but the unusual part, he'd be like, none of this is unusual. People have been, you know, societies have been doing this forever. You know, British common law from which, you know, United States laws derived execution was totally done by the state all the time. So he'd say, forget this entire conversation. Unusual was like, shocking someone with nipple clamps to death yeah <laughs> that is unusual but certainly not he's, know, he's more interested in the like novelness right and and so from his point of view he thought that you know uh lethal injection was more problematic than hangings
1: right because it's not common yeah so like you couldn't like hook somebody out of the back of an airplane or something
3: right like and feathering fine
0: classic uh, that's a classic move yeah that's not unusual not unusual at
3: all.
1: Secretary number four, or whatever, like the the blonde-haired lady who sometimes is like shadowing Miss Landingham comes in. <laughs> Does anybody know her name? Four. <laughs> no. She's like the least character on the West Wing. She's on the show the entire time. Wait, I didn't even
3: notice this. Yes.
1: She's like Miss Landingham's secretary, basically. Uh, and I think she kind of like covers the desk on weekends or something is like this that. Like
3: everyone who works on the weekend needs an assistant something like carol's that. there she's
1: there she was in the banana scene last
0: week no way <laughs> she oh, was yeah, the one that miss was...
1: landingham said to go get a banana she's like can you go get the president a banana was that... remember
0: she was in the banana scene she says
1: uh sam's here and he wants to talk to you and the president looks at leo and gives him a very a much more explicit i don't want to have this meeting thing than he gave to josh earlier uh leo runs out and kind of like runs interference on sam and he's like, why don't you come take a walk with me? And he's like, But I was here to see the president. And he's like, But not... I've
0: just prepared my list of arguments. And he's <laughs> like,
1: You're not gonna see the president, buddy. He's done. And we're done. And I don't like that we were caught off guard by this. That's Leo's like only move, really, to berate the staff is there a thing happened that I didn't know was gonna happen. How did you let that happen?
2: I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often.
0: Right. Leo really doesn't like
1: being caught unaware
0: about things. So here's where Sam delivers his killer line. Leo, there are times when we are absolutely nowhere. And I'm not really sure what that means. I know it was intended to have a really dramatic. It sounds serious. It does. And I was wondering if I heard it wrong. Did you did you close caption this? No, there it's are exactly times right. Yeah. When we are absolutely nowhere he just means we we haven't made any progress that
3: that as much as we think that we're the good guys and we triumphed where we were the black horse candidate dark horse candidate and uh we made it and we're the you know we're the honorable progressives that ultimately when the time comes for them to do something brave and stand up for what they believe in they completely cave and leo's only concern isn't you know i wish that we could find a way to do the right thing here he's like i wish that i'd known about this so i could have hidden from it like essentially kept the president out of the country yeah
1: literally hid the president
3: yeah and sam's like wow how deeply uninspiring of us
1: so sam doesn't get a chance to argue in front of the president Like everybody else does, even though, even Joey Lucas got to argue to the president, but Sam doesn't get to.
3: By the way, when he drops that line on Leo, the way he's like slowly turns away from Leo and like walks away from the conversation is like incredibly (laughs) awkward. And they just leave Leo in the foreground of the shot, like, like staring off into the distance, like just feeling the burn so hard.
1: The next scene is Josh and what appears to be a hotel bar and joey and kenny kind of come up she says that she's got a flight in an hour and she hasn't even left for the airport yet
0: she ain't gonna make it there's a pre-9-11 i know I, I, <laughs> my
1: note is that this is the most pre-9-11 thing that's happened in the entire show so far is that you can leave for the airport an hour before your flight and still possibly make it is, is that, that real i don't team. remember they didn't used to have the TSA check. There was no line? It was like...
2: There was always the like, There had to scanner. be a line. It was
1: like a metal detector you walked through. No, no, I instant. remember. It was
3: like you you walked bad. by a guy, and he gave you a thumbs up, like an like a inquiring thumbs up, and you gave him like a reassuring thumbs up back, a and wink. then you were good to but, go. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: by the way, nowadays, if you saw two people doing like hand signals to each other like that, oh my God, you'd get pulled into the special line immediately
1: like like the deaf person and in her
3: interpreter
1: <laughs> yeah
2: um
1: they bond a little bit over how bad her candidate is she finally like cracks and is like she i guess she realizes she's not going to get the funding and she's like yeah this guy sucks i know it um and then josh says that she should run for congress which makes it seem like something that's going to happen on the show <laughs> And
0: I which, assume that's going to happen on the show.
1: Does not because no, that seems like it's
0: going to happen on the show. They it set it up
1: exactly like it totally should, and it would be fun because Joey's great. And she's she, yeah. great. She I, is on the show.
0: She's, okay, because I thought she was going to be because she's such a good character.
1: She's like a pseudo regular, okay. but she doesn't
0: run for Congress as she far really as I should. know. because no, the like, president will support her. She's sort of if a she does a that. Behind she's the a live scenes. one. Yeah, yeah, she's alive still.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they end that scene. Joey's kind of a contemplating whether she should run for congress i guess and then they cut to the oval office there's a title card it says 11:57, which puts us at four minutes before the execution is going to happen at 1201 there's a very stylistic thing for the west wing they do this kind of like double exposure thing with the president holding rosary beads and they kind of superimpose the guy getting strapped down to the gurney and his mother holding rosary beads I'm pretty sure I've never noticed that before. It's so quick. It's like 2 seconds. And if you look blink for a second, you miss it. But like that's a very stylistic thing for the West Wing to do. They don't they do not do stuff like that usually.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up the mother. The
1: one CJ was
0: worried because about. CJ earlier was talking about the mother. Her name by the way is Sophia. Yeah. And in this scene, it's where we learn that the president has been praying for wisdom well guess what sophia in greek means wisdom boom bam it's pretty good Uh, yeah i know (laughs) right that's that's i came up with that myself i just like watched the show and like thought of that wow you must be
2: so smart yeah i studied
0: like word roots
3: and it's like, this episode is like Sophie's
0: choice. Yeah. Mm.
2: Do we all have to talk like this now? No, we're, that's just the
3: thing
0: I'm doing. <laughs> There's a little it. bit yeah, of that's cool. the
1: thing where the president is kind of like, he has, he's feeling a little heavy, I guess. I'm not like bloated or <laughs> He's, he's, he's fe- carrying
2: water weight. Don't judge him.
3: He had some bechamel sauce. He's,
1: he's feeling a little like cloudy and unsure and like it's it's not tumultuous it's not raining outside but it is snowing outside
2: <laughs> yeah oh well remember how we talked before how like yeah this is like his mood it's yeah, so, yeah his he's mood. in a snowy mood i think yeah he's contemplative
0: like, constipated yeah
2: <laughs> not like because
0: opiates will do that
2: not like great but like a little unpleasant maybe snow <laughs> right
0: yeah muted yeah. yeah. I think he's feeling a little bad for being responsible <laughs> for murder. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. It That's kills cold. people. Yeah. Charlie comes
1: in says that Father Tom Cavanaugh is here. That's the guy he asked for earlier. We we quickly learn that this is the president's like boyhood priest. They have a pretty interesting conversation about should I call you Mr. President or should I call you Jed like I've always called you? And the president has his reasoning behind why he prefers to be called mr president
2: i prefer mr president that's fine you understand why right do i need to know why it's not ego i didn't think it was there's certain decisions i have to make while i'm in this room do i send troops into harm's way which fatal disease gets the most research money sure it's helpful in those situations not to think of yourself as the man but as the office I love that explanation. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. And it, it like it explains all the formality that they have which seems like very pomp and circumstance up until this point, I think, where they're like always like he's Mr. President or you right. don't talk to him that way and it's like he has to get in character to be able to make those hard decisions.
3: So I love how the actor that plays the priest uh chooses to react to the president's explanation where he's like you don't, you don't have to tell me. Like, he's like, he's like, do you want to know? He's like, you want to know why? Is that and he's important like, for me to know? He's like, I guess. <laughs> but it's not like a dismissive, like, please just don't tell me this boring story. It's like, no, no, like you, like, I'm no, so no open need to explain yourself. and unjudging that like, I'm fine with it. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell you anyway.
1: Yeah, so the president kind of goes on about how this death penalty thing's been playing out. He says that he tried to get out of it. Um, he gets kind of defensive about whether he's doing the morally right thing here and he says like I prayed for wisdom and I'm a little pissed off about it and he says I'm not kidding which is kind of a interesting precursor to one of the best scenes of the entire show that happens later like the end of season two it's kind of the same sentiment
0: well the priest straight up tells him like this is not like he he more or less says like you shouldn't do this he, he goes into a whole story yeah, about he's a, how- he has a parable a, a classic internet joke that I've heard before, but very well employed here. Is that an internet joke?
2: <laughs> What's the internet joke?
0: I, I, I'm i familiar with this whatever parable or whatever. It's it's the speech that the priest gives at the end. He says, you, you prayed for help. You got the Quaker. She said, don't do it. You got the rabbi. She said, don't do it. You got me. I'm saying, listen to these people. Don't do it. And he does it
2: so he when just he does said it. that i was like is he psychic
1: how did he know there was a quaker right right
2: <laughs> it doesn't make
1: any sense
2: i thought i kept thinking did i miss him like telling
3: no, no. he him? says he's like i spoke with a rabbi and i spoke with a quaker and he, i spoke with the pope i thought he tells him that
1: i don't think he says that
3: because the story is just about like a guy in a rowboat and a helicopter right guy, i know that's why then... it's so
1: weird it's because he's like he, he sent you a quaker and he sent you a rabbi he doesn't Mentioned the hmm. president never mentions that. It's super weird. The only explanation I can come up with is that it's implied that this is a longer meeting, but they so specifically make the title card say eleven fifty seven and then it's like a three minute long scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like a real time scene. True. So it's, like it's straight out of twenty four. It's
0: really strange. Um CJ
1: pops her head in, she gives the president a note, that says that the guy had, died. She had
0: spoken about this earlier. And then she gets out of there. This is her job. Then she pops in, you're like, Oh, you know. Yeah, it's happened. She's doing this thing that she kind of dreaded and that's it. It's that's it. He's dead. And then the priest his hand says whatever she read out earlier. What's that? She, when CJ was reading like the macabre details. Just oh, like, right. 1201 is then he'll start flopping around or whatever whatever. Yeah. He's all
1: he's done. The guy says, "Do you want to confess?" And the president says he would. He says, "Jed." Right. "Do you want me to take your confession?" Yeah, he breaks down
3: the ceremony. It, around like it. The, because the pres the office of the president would never need to apologize, no apologies. But the man does. But sure. the man, he just killed somebody. Yeah, the president can't sin. The man can.
1: And then the president like breaks out his emergency confession taking kit, <laughs> his portable one. He cracks open the seal, and he has he has this nice little like uh, purple. What are they?
0: To fill in Natalis talis.
2: <laughs> no, that's in Judaism. <laughs>
0: right, okay. A scarf. He's a, it's like a mm, mini talis. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a
2: baby talis. It's a talis for a baby. A travel. Yeah.
0: A sash. Yeah, sash. it's sash. got a little sash. Yeah. A little purple sash. Sashy.
2: I, thought, I kept thinking, wow, that's so town. like, that needs to be ironed or steamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so like God. folded. Yeah.
0: yeah, Miss Landingham. Roll that thing up.
2: Yeah, right?
1: The president kind of starting his uh Classic confession, forgive me, father, fry of sin thing is they faded out, and that's the end of the episode. And the credits is the president sitting behind his desk, which is a pretty thematic one for this one, is because it's like the president's considering the whole episode. Uh, so, pretty good, even though it's not an exciting one. Uh, and that's, that's the episode. So, this is not the easiest one to make headlines about. No. Because <laughs> it's such a serious episode, and there really aren't many side plots either.
0: There's just one plot
1: yeah there's There's well
0: there's the joey plot yeah there's yeah
1: but she's only there to kind of have the other scene too and to introduce the character
0: deaf broad rebuffed by president you could cut that right
1: (laughs) 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 so i i I have uh three headlines um one of them is about sam's vacation
0: sam seabound Ooh, oh, that, that's what he could if he like made like a private, like a little, like he would send like holiday cards to like all his family and he like pre sent <laughs> yeah, that right. to them. Yeah. I have Fire O'Dwyer. That's classic. Stupid one about the
1: congressional race. And then I have one death penalty one, Condemner in Chief.
0: Ooh, yeah. I thought of thinking I was thinking like Chief Executioner. Kind of stuff. I got. I yeah. Not a lot of. Not super heady. I thought we could do a uh, barely lethal, <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be like a Danny Kinn joint. It would be like a behind the scenes, like how the White House like really almost went for this mm-hmm. didn't, but didn't.
2: Are you are you saying Danny Kinn writes this article? Yeah, isn't that his name? Yeah, I just really he that would be you like because he'd be like behind the you mean about it. it.
0: <laughs> you mean it like toe
3: tagging the line? No. That's what it sounded like. Oh, I didn't mean that. Like, barely lethal. Like, Are they going to do it? They just barely did it. Yeah, yeah,
0: that. Yeah. It's like a minute by minute, like, like, could it be, does Sam deliver his speech of the five other countries we're, like, linked with? (laughs) No, he doesn't. Also, I did Jed on Appeal. Jed on on Appeal. (laughs) Jed on Arrival.
2: I have a really bad one. It's what do you a got? Decision takes capital on president. Oh,
0: that is really bad. You're right.
2: And then I have one that that Jason wrote. And he's not gonna. I did read. not. Oh,
0: why? really? Did Jason did this one. This Share all. it. This one sounds interesting.
2: It's um, it's so good. Yeah. It's capital punishment. Um, president's Achilles heel. Hill. Achilles heel. Like he kills. Achilles heel. Yeah,
0: that's good. Achilles. And Jason, that was Jason's. That was Jason's.
2: He hates <laughs> it. Work, I Jason. loved it.
3: Well, thanks, guys.
2: Like, what a fun headline that's about so fun. something horrible.
3: Capital Super punishment. punishment. Oh! <laughs> Actually, I, I so in that that's that like pretty much this it. one for fun. Headline. So, guys, capital punishment, like O L instead of A L. Sure. Oh, because you guys get it because they're both like spelled a spelling joke? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> You're like so excited <laughs> about
0: that.
3: Okay, weekend at Bartlett's White House overtime breaks budget. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend
2: at Bartlett's is really funny. (laughs) And
0: then
3: Dems hang own candidate out to O'Dwyer. (laughs) O'Dwyer.
1: All right. anybody anybody else got other ones?
0: Okay. Closing up. Final thoughts. Dude, this was the breast wing
1: (laughs) (laughs) choice cut. Yeah. Like
0: the tits.
1: Yeah, I think I I go best wing for this one too. This is a very um, classic episode structure and then it's just about something and then we just get a take on it from a bunch of different angles and the somebody Single at the plot. center of it has to like kind of coalesce all that into sort of a narrative but mostly it's like a discussion more than anything else it's like it's an argument episode yeah. in a in a great way
2: i also give this the best wing. i feel like any any episode that Where they have sort of people debating and discussing issues like this is so idealistic and it makes me like wish this is what it was like or I like to think this is what it is like in the White House. And so anything that makes me feel like that. But this one really is how it is because
0: they didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, they had all these like lofty ideas, but like they didn't do shit. Yeah, but I don't know. They like talked about a lot of shit. You and don't know if they talk. about it. I mean, I
2: like to think they talk about it that much that it's like that big of a decision. Yeah. But who knows if they would even give this much thought to you know an issue that came out of nowhere? Yeah. So I don't know. I really liked it. Best wing It was really really thoughtful and uh, yeah, a classic episode. Also I
1: introduces agreed. the great character Joey Lucas. Yes. I yes, love that's her. true.
0: Not a man. She's and
1: I, I think great. the then, scene, the first scene with her. And Josh is like one of the great funny scenes in this entire yeah. show. very yeah. a funny a serious, episode, yeah. really. You know,
0: funny. know what it is? All gags. One. It's, it's really
3: an anti-meat cute. <laughs> <Ooh>, meat disgusting. <laughs> it's a meat disgusting. Yeah. Um. It also this episode introduces another great character, which is uh, Air Force One. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <The> president's belt.
3: <laughs> really, really uh, great role in the show. Yeah, uh,
2: which ongoing. may or may not have Navy.
3: Suit. <laughs> it I could should. be Navy One. <laughs> But, uh, you know what? Like, the All right, I should have known that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite possible. It's possible. Because the Air Force know, might just be pilots. Because the President's
1: doctors in the Navy.
2: Yeah. No, when yeah, yeah. you said it, I didn't think, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. it made sense to me until Jason was like, they're probably in there. I Force. definitely
3: thought, <laughs> 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 So, okay. The, this episode's really good. And, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. But Sounds here's like the a thing, right? Yeah, right. I think in. you guys are
3: overselling how well presented the merits of the argument are, right? Because it's kind of a, it starts off as lawyer porn. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, like the Supreme Court. But yeah, like it starts off where it's like, oh, we're going to talk about the merits of capital punishment. And then the rest of the episode's like, it's, it's beyond dispute that capital punishment is wrong. But let's instead dispute whether we have like the balls to do the right thing.
0: Which is a good dispute, but it's certainly nothing that nothing new to the West don't. Wing. But they don't like that's why I think it's important. Usually, it's like let's like let's see if we have the balls. We do. No, like, a lot, we a lot did of it. the episodes, they don't have the balls. I don't a lot know. of the episodes, like I'm not Toby's saying, like, like, come on, man. Either. I'm not saying a ton of balls. I'm just saying like this. is I. Ex- I was told to, to expect balls.
3: <laughs> and I guess I I like the fact that the West Wing does a pretty admirable job, admirable job, especially in this first season of just kind of relentlessly driving home this whole like the ultimate theme of disappointment like in the end even when you have such a great president and such great idealistic staff and they're all trying to do the right thing such
0: a great body man
3: like half of the episodes end in just disappointment and then that not getting okay. the thing done
2: like i think that's kind of what makes this episode so good is that they acknowledge the disappointment
3: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that's what i think that's what makes this a best wing is that they're so good at we're showing how wing. the merits of the issue are pretty much irrelevant when it comes to politics and how and kind of implying that maybe we should be less.
2: I thought you were about to give this not a best wing.
3: No, no, no. I'm, but I'm saying I give it a best wing, not because like it presents beware. both sides of an issue. Well, I think it's a best wing because it kind of rises above the particular issue and shows how, the system in which the president finds himself as a leader kind of undermines whatever leadership quality he may have. I
1: think it would have been more odd to throw a token pro death penalty person into the mix of like, Oh, this Republican happens to be here. Let's get his take on it. Like if they all had realistic positions for the characters, I think the merits of pro death penalty things, the argument's pretty simplistic in a lot of ways. It's just bad guy did bad thing kill. Like it, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Cause it's like a pretty like intuitive thing in a lot of ways. So yeah. it makes sense that all these like liberal Democrats would be anti death penalty. And they had all these like nuanced takes on it, like across the spectrum of liberal opinions on yeah, it.
3: Yeah, But I mean, at the same time it's more nuanced government sanctioned murder is more nuanced because it's not just a death penalty, but it's war or it's bombing or it's, any number of things that we do that result in the death, the no, where we know it's going to result in the death of other people who haven't, who aren't directly threatening the lives of people we're supposed to protect. I mean, we, we our, our entire country is fine with the death of people in war. Those are foreigners. Even when that war is not entered into because there's an imminent threat to the United States.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are people that object to most wars too, but yeah, I, I take your point there. They present the issue pretty well, I think. They, a lot of people have a lot of like, there's people that are middling on it. There's, there is one character is pro-death penalty from what we see. The president doesn't really, does the president ever explicitly say, he's like, I tried to get out of it, but he goes through with it and I don't think he ever argues against it necessarily,
3: right? It seems like they imply that he, he, he isn't confesses.
0: in favor of it. like That's an p- admission to me that he killed somebody. And even
3: before he confesses, like, the way Martin Sheen plays it is, like, he's so more, he's, like, shaking a little bit. And he, like, is about to cry and goes over to the Oval Office desk and is, like, bracing himself against it.
1: But he obviously doesn't think it's something the government shouldn't be doing because he goes through with it.
3: I just don't, he, the way he puts it is he couldn't figure out a way to justify why he
0: had the right to override that decision. Right. I don't know. I think the line to Joey is like, I'm a politician, which I just interpret as he just, this is political suicide. That's why presidents don't commute sentences. Because right. what he, if the guy kills again? Or He didn't yeah. have
2: the right to override it, like to justify it politically. That's the only reason. But yeah, he has the power.
0: Run. Yeah. But what I'm
3: saying is he couldn't figure out a way to explain to the public.
0: Killing is bad. Why
3: he... And ought that's ought what to the that.
0: that's what the priest says, like straight up, like there's your out. Like nobody should kill but God. Nobody has the right to kill but God. And the priest straight up says, like there's your out. You just well, that's that's like just a, dropping it. Like that's the an state interesting, should not kill.
3: That's an interesting part that we didn't mention too much because the priest is basically saying, like use God as a excuse for doing this thing, and that's harder to argue with than no politician s-
1: ever got in trouble for that, right? Well, <laughs> but
3: at the same time, a lot of politicians do get away with that.
1: No, I'm saying it's a pretty foolproof strategy. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like
3: if you get caught like David Vitter uh you know with prostitutes but then you get reelected because you're like, "Oh, I went and I prayed on it and I really like not said I should do it. I had a conversation with God about it and he forgave me and Yeah, God's you know. the
2: best excuse.